Welcome to the Community Theater Studio Podcast. This podcast exposes the past, futures, dreams, and experiences of people in the community theater. I am your host, Gary Kochi. So let me introduce you to Bonnie Kappenstein. So I have a number of questions to learn about you and community theater, so let's see how many we can get through, all right? So what originally got you into community theater? Well, I used to sing, and so I was in the school show in junior high school, and I was in a show at my synagogue when I was 14. And then from there, I did a show at the Abbey Stage Door Playhouse. I'm not quite sure the full name of it. Uh, It was on Rising Sun Avenue in the Lawndale neighborhood of Northeast Philadelphia. Okay. And there are a lot of actors who started there. And even some professional actors started there and then moved on. Uh, so I, I was in one show there, applause, and I pulled the curtain for Butterflies Are Free very poorly. I, I pulled them at the, the wrong time one time before the, before the scene was over. Oh, okay. <laughs> I misunderstood the directions. But anyway, that was my first uh, opportunity to be a techie, and I, I didn't do it very well. So that's how I started in community theater, because I did my, I was in my school shows. Oh, okay. So how long then have you been in community theater? So um, I guess if you want to call the Abbey Playhouse my first... Well, I did the show at the synagogue, I guess you can call sort of community. So I was mm-hmm. 14. Okay. So yep. So I've been doing this a years. long time. I've, been, I've done more than 80 shows. 80 shows? Since I was that's 14. That's just a few shows. Yeah. Just a few shows. No problem. So what all have you done in community theater? So you sang. I know you've acted. Mm-hmm. What else... Um, Pulling curtains. Yeah, I like to. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. I like to operate the uh, the light and soundboard at um, one of the theaters I work with a lot. Um, Old Academy Players in East Falls in Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, they used to just have a separate sound and light booth, and so I only had to worry about the lights. And now <laughs> they put them together, so now I have to learn to do both. And I um, did the lights and sound for um, a show in March, so that was my first chance to to use a whole new system and it's all on the computer instead of, you know, looking at a paper script, mm-hmm. it, the script's on the computer and you have to scroll. And it, it was a little, it was a little confusing, but I, I did it well enough. I think. What, what show was that? Do you remember? Seascape. Um, no, the Seafarer. Okay. An Irish play. Oh, okay. Actually, I like some of the newer boards sometimes. It makes it a little bit easier. You get some of the old boards and it's scary. So what might have been your most memorable moment in community theater? They're probably too memorable in that the plays I was doing were were so meaningful. At Old Academy Players, maybe eight or so years ago, I was in To Kill a Mockingbird. Okay. I played Jean Louise Finch, who was the narrator. So she was scout as a grown-up narrating the play. So in that role, I got to do all the memorable monologues um, that you hear in the film, all the voiceovers of the woman who does the voiceover in the film sort of introducing the situation and introducing different scenes. So that's what I got to do in that play. And it was it was such a, an emotional play to be in mm-hmm. oh, yeah. that uh, at the curtain call in our final performance, I started to cry. <laughs> I was just, I was so sad that it was over and it was just such a wonderful performance and uh, production. Not, not, I'm not saying my performance, it was a wonderful production. Oh, production. A yeah, wonderful production, yeah. And, and again, such a meaningful play. And then the other really, really meaningful play that I did was a play called The Wall about the Warsaw Ghetto you know, during World War II. And I so clearly remember sitting in the hallway during the show when I wasn't on stage, sitting with one of my castmates, and, and we were crying because it was our last <laughs> performance. And again, it, it was such a meaningful play. It was We did the play at the Jewish Y mm-hmm. in Northeast Philly, and I, I'm Jewish, so it was just such an important play to do. Oh, so. Okay. 
So with that, have there been a worst experience in community theater? Mm, yes, I would say so. A, a play I did, it, yeah. There's always at least one. I, I, yeah, I did a play a number of years ago where there were just a, a lot of problems. We didn't have a strong director. Uh, the leading lady was very difficult to work with. Um, Divas, I, huh? Yes, and I would. <laughs> I'll never work with her again. Um, some of the some of the men were were difficult. You know, one of the gentlemen, if you didn't give him his exact cue, he just stood there. He would not say his line until oh. he got the exact cue. And, you know, it's a, it was a farce. So you, you can't just stand there and wait. You have to keep going. Right. And one thing I'm finding as I'm getting older is that even though I, I, I try very hard to learn the script as close to 100% accurate, mm-hmm. Which, which a lot of people today, I have to say, Don't. are very lazy. Yeah, yeah, with, I noticed that too. With being on book, you know, when I um, operate the light board, mm-hmm. I can see when the people are not following oh, yeah. the script. And when you jump a page or two. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I was on book for one show. They were paraphrasing so much. I, I started to panic. I thought, oh, are they three, two pages ahead? I, I didn't know where they were. And I realized they were paraphrasing so much I didn't recognize any of the dialogue. I was on the right page, but they weren't saying the right words. Right. So anyway, so I do try very hard to learn the lines as accurate as possible. But once I start performing, and again, as I'm getting older, they just don't come out right. You know, <laughs> I, I have no idea where where the phrasing comes from. I just say something and it's, you know, why did I say that word? So it sounds it's, right. That's, yeah. That sounds I mean, right, but not quite. Yeah. yeah, it's just not, you know, quite quite. Right. So, I mean, your other act, your actors have, they have to be able to work with you. And, and, you know, again, because so many people paraphrase so much, everybody's got to be flexible these oh, days. Yeah. yeah. You, you know what they're, roughly what they're supposed to say but, and how you're supposed to react with it. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work right, or should we say the performers don't bend to everything else, it gets difficult. Well, and then the audience is going to know there's a problem. Because everybody just keeps stopping speaking, and, then, yeah. yeah. So how did you learn all that you do, say, within community theater? I mean, let's say the lights and the sound and uh, well, acting. and Yeah, I, I, I took an acting class at the Abbey Playhouse, that, that first community theater mm-hmm. that I worked at uh, in Northeast Philly. I took one or two acting classes from a, a wonderful lady named Mildred Seidel, whose son actually was the city controller of Philadelphia. Oh, okay. And whose daughter I run into in Center City. This is one cool thing about theater, community theater, it really is a community. You, you know, you you meet people, you become friendly with people who you just auditioned with, or you you become friendly with people who you've seen perform, or who've mm-hmm. seen you perform, or in the case with you and I. Yes. When I first met you a couple of years ago at Sketch Club Players, I said, "Kochi, my art teacher in elementary school was Mrs. Kochi, and she was this mm-hmm. wonderful, wonderful teacher." And you said, "She's a yep. distant relative of yours, so that's cool. You can always find a connection with someone you meet." Oh yeah, in community theater. That was definitely interesting to see the connection happen there. So, what might be your dream part or show that you'd like to do, or have you already done it? I, I don't really think there's some role or play that I'm dying to do. I've I've had some plays that I've done that I just loved doing and would love to do again uh, all my sons by arthur miller okay i played kate the month a few years ago at village players of hapro and uh it's just an amazing script and i had done that play previously at the jewish y back in 1984 85 uh playing a, a, the role of a neighbor a small role and then 20 some years later i got to play the mother yeah so 
with that being your dream, what part or show might you never want to do or you never want to do again? <laughs> uh, well, I guess I guess the one I mentioned that I did a few years ago where it was always a, a fiasco with the diva, the actors being difficult. Also, in that production, the director that wasn't strong and actors not remembering lines and skipping half pages and so on. That was really... a a bad experience so I would never want to, and, and it was a, it was just a silly play I would never want to do that one again the show just really wasn't that great of a play or right right it just wasn't my cup of tea anyway I mean I, I really love I love either straight dramas or dramedies you know okay. um, like Bruce Graham's plays are perfect examples of dramedies you know where they're, they're so funny and clever but they're also very moving and I like to be moved I like to cry oh okay when I watch play oh yeah and there's those people that do love the dramas. So are there any um, other jobs other than, say, the acting and the lights and the sound that you would like to possibly do? People often say to me they think I should try directing. Okay. I, I really have no interest in that, but I think I could be a fixer. I think I could come in like two weeks before a show opens and watch the rehearsals and then give the director some suggestions on what things might need to be changed to make it a better production. Sure, two weeks is enough. <laughs> yeah, I guess for all well, that, it would have to be at the some very people, beginning. <laughs> some people, well, that or like, you know, like three or four weeks. I know some where the actors can actually adjust incorporate to the ch- Incorporate it. But the then they're still learning things, so they may not be fixed. Yeah. Mm. It depends. I don't think any director would ever want me to be their fixer, but I, well, I think it would be a cool job. Well, an assistant director. I mean, an assistant director will support it and give the director suggestions and ideas. Right. But, you know, I wonder if, if you're there from the beginning and you're part of the process from the beginning, you may not see it clearly. I mean, I think that's part of the problem, you know, especially with community theater, because, you know, the directors are not educated necessarily in directing or trained in it. And and a lot of directors miss a lot of things. So I, I'm, I'm, I wonder if, if I was an assistant director, I would have tunnel vision and I would only see it as we've been doing it. I wouldn't have a, a clean slate. I wouldn't look at it with a clean slate. Yeah, I guess some people can, Maybe. some people can't. Um. I could, I could, I guess I could understand that. So, why do you like to work in community theater? What is it about community theater? You know, it's it's hard to to put my finger. On. Well, first of all, it's my only hobby. So, if I didn't do theater, I'd have nothing to do. Sit at home and do nothing. Yeah, okay. and, and I and I hate the idea of being a couch potato. Although some members of my family wish I wasn't so busy with theater, because I'd love to go to the theater. So, I spend a lot of time seeing shows. I'll usher at some theaters, um, which is a great way to see a show for free. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, and I do that with some of the professional theaters and community theaters. Um, so, you know, I'm either at a rehearsal, at an audition, at some kind of meeting relating to theater, <laughs> or seeing a show. So I'm, I'm really, it just keeps me busy. And I, I, I just love acting. I love being on stage. And I love the rehearsal process. I don't like auditions. Oh. And I hate the only part of theater that I really hate is when you have to buckle down to learn your lines. It's torture. We want you off book by this date. <laughs> yes. uh, <sighs> and I hate when the director says, be off book on Monday for Act 1 and off book for Act 2 on Tuesday. It doesn't, you know, I'd rather break it down and concentrate on Act 1 and then maybe a week later be able to try to be off book for Act 2. Not that you can totally yeah. learn it in the one week, but you can sort of focus on bits bits and pieces of it yeah, okay. rather than the whole than the script as a whole mm-hmm. all right so what might be one part of community theater that maybe the general public might not know about you know people that just come out and see the shows and all that what don't they know how much hard work goes into it 
Okay. I mean, there's, there's, and you know, and all the different pieces of it—the the sets, the costumes, the props, the the um, you know, the actors, the directors, you know, the producers. There are so many different roles up there. You know, that you'll when you see a finished show, there are a lot of roles that went into creating that that finished product. So it, it's it's not so easy. It's it's a little frustrating because I'm a member of SAG-AFTRA and I do extra work in films occasionally, and people are always so impressed with film work and I say to them I'm just sitting standing and walking you don't have to have any ability <laughs> to do that for the most part when you're an extra if you're if you're an actor with a role of course you have to be an actor and and sometimes you're in a scene you know maybe a few I was in one film where there was a funeral scene and and the assistant director you know gave me a, a thumbs up they thought I was doing a good job of being emotional and at the funeral but normally when you're an extra you're not you're not doing anything but walking sitting or standing and people are always so impressed with that and they don't care about the theater because they just don't have an exposure to it and it's it's it, i find it to be very frustrating because that's hard work theater theater and i love when a film actor goes to new york and does a play and doesn't do a good job ooh okay ha you see <laughs> it's not so easy yeah well, of course a lot of the people behind the scenes supporting the show is, takes a lot of work to put besides the actors that you see on the stage right so uh, what's in the future for Bonnie now? Anything coming up? I always hate to say what I'm auditioning for because I don't, like, don't want my competition to show up. But um, one thing I'm working on right now is a script-in-hand reading of a play called Who Will Carry the Word? Interesting. I think that's the name. And uh, it's a Holocaust piece uh, about women in the French resistance who are captured and taken to Auschwitz. Ooh. So they okay. were not Jewish, but they were fighting you know, for the allies uh, in the French underground in the resistance and um, end up in Auschwitz. And there are about 11 women. And, you know, you you see them over a certain period of weeks and months and you see how the numbers dwindle and, and what their life was about. And it's actually based on a true situation. The playwright was one of those women oh, wow. in the camp. Yeah. Okay. It's very interesting. That's at play, uh, Stagecrafters in Chestnut Hill in Philadelphia. Wow. Right. And well, then... Some people come out to see that one, definitely. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. And we have a wonderful director, Rhonda Goldstein. Mm. And uh, and then in May, I, I I worked in one of my favorite plays that I've done so far, which is Brighton Beach Memoirs by Neil Simon. Okay. And I played Kate the Mother. So two of my favorite roles are Kate's. Well, Kate and Kate. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll just call you Kate now. So what might you say to anyone that might be interested in joining community theater? Give it a try. Come on out. <laughs> We need people to do all kinds of things. If you don't think you can act, that's fine. They're, they're, they need people backstage. They need people to to sit at the box office. They need people to usher and to serve refreshments at intermission. If you don't think you want to do anything technical, those are just simple ways to get involved. Ushering, refreshments, or you could help with props because someone will tell you what to do and you'll kind of learn that as you go along. That's probably an easier thing to get started on. And some theaters probably have pretty good training programs for mm-hmm. new people for the lights and sound. Well, I so, think people that, yeah. will help anybody with right. any job. That's right. You come in, you want to do it, okay, we will help you. So right. That, that lightens the load on the other people that have been doing it and doing 20 jobs. Okay, you want to do only 15 now? Thank you. Right. And most <laughs> theaters, at least the ones I've worked with, are always in need of people with providing technical support. You can always find female actors. You can't always find male actors. Yeah. True, <laughs> um, true. A lot of theaters have to call men. Please do my show. I nobody <laughs> auditioned. Who was right? Um, so we always need male actors and and people to do the technical work. 
Oh, wonderful. Okay, well, thank you. So I am your host, Gary Kochi, and I'd like to thank Bonnie Kappenstein for joining me here today. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Community Theatre Studio Podcast. This podcast is currently being supported by the Village Playbox Theatre of Haddon Heights, New Jersey. The music is titled Energy and is provided by royalty-free music from Ben Sound. If you have any comments, questions, or requests, you can contact us on Facebook as Community Theatre Studio, on our website, communitytheaterstudio.podbean.com, or email us at communitytheaterstudio at gmail.com. We are also now available on iTunes, so look for us there. So please join me next week when we once again talk to people of the community theatre.